With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Goals fans. Welcome to this edition of the Goals Cast. My name is Andy Zilch. To run through what we have, first we'll talk with BJ McPherson. Him and I will catch up. It's been a little bit since we've talked to the Gauls color commentator, and we'll talk to the captain of the San Diego Gauls from last season, Sam Carrick. Have not caught up with him since the very beginning of quarantine, so it'll be good to get his insight on what's gone on in his life and in Canada since everything has unfolded throughout the summer months. And we also have a business that his brothers are on the forefront of. It'll be great to hear about that. If you haven't seen his Instagram, his Twitter, it's a syrup business, a maple syrup business. Fantastic idea. And yes, I will answer the question right away. We'll get into more details, but you can purchase the Carrick Brothers maple syrup here in America or anywhere for that matter, if you're in Canada or the U.S. So we will talk with him. But to lay the groundwork, we got some housekeeping, and I'm excited to talk about housekeeping because it's been so darn long since we've actually had some awesome news. And the first news that hits right away was the recent announcement. We do have some good touch points that we can talk about. The NHL draft and the NHL free agency will go on in early October, and that's right around the corner, too, keep in mind. So the NHL made an announcement. They will have the NHL draft virtually held over two days. Round one will take place 7 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, October 6th. Rounds two and seven will go at 11.30 Eastern on Wednesday, October 7th. And then two days later, free agency will open. Set your alarms if you're not an early bird, but at 9 a.m. Pacific time, on Friday, October 9th, we will have the free agency open. Now, how does that impact the San Diego Gauls, you're asking? It's NHL free agency. If you're still new to the game, there will be guys that will sign two-way contracts. So they, you will have guys like we've seen over the past few years, your Ben Streets, guys that will play in between San Diego and Anaheim throughout the entire season. Yanni Hockenpah was a guy last season. I mean, I, there's a huge list. I can run down them all, but it's just exhausting to run down it because that's where you find your depth from the Anaheim Ducks. That's also where you will find your top-tier veteran guys and even some younger guys that will play down here in San Diego. So those are two crucial dates that we are looking forward to here in San Diego. I will touch on the draft, obviously, with BJ because... There's a lot to talk about with that, so him and I will touch on that. It's it's not a brush over either because we've seen over the past several, several years that we will have some guys that will come down here. Now, you do have every now and then players that will make that jump right to the NHL, but yes, there will be impactful players that can come down here to San Diego in terms of that NHL draft when we have that, again, on the October 6th will be the first round. October 7th will be rounds two through seven. So awesome news to talk about that. And we talk about NHL signings. Well, we already have one and a familiar name, Adam Cracknell, actually signed by the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, what that is, that's a two-way deal. So again, Edmonton signs him. He could play Bakersfield. We could see him 
with this rivalry that we've really stirred up over the past few years with the Bakersfield Condors. So, yes, it's good to hear a familiar name, but also he's the enemy now. So uh, Adam Cracknell signing with the Edmonton Oilers. That's the house cleaning that I have. Uh, we will obviously dive into a lot more with B.J. McPherson. And as we keep going here and we get closer to that October 6th date, and once that October 6th, 7th, and 9th date passes, B.J. and I are going to have a lot to talk about because there's going to be some very impactful moves that will occur within the organization. And it's great to finally talk about some key dates because now I think we're going to start moving forward. But with all that being said, I'll jump right into this edition We'll introduce B.J. McPherson. B.J., it's great to talk to you again. Hockey is in full force, and we're in the conference finals. And really interesting conference finals we've had so far. We had Vegas and Dallas trade shutouts, trade games, and Tampa Bay throttled the Islanders in game one. Game two, a lot more interesting, a lot more physical, a lot tighter, but Tampa Bay runs away with it. Uh, we will touch on that shortly, but first thing I want to talk to you is just how have you been? It's been a little bit since uh, we've heard from you on the goals cast, so how are you and the family doing? Things are getting better. Uh, the kids started school, but they got the Zoom going, and uh, not too happy about that. And you know, in the life of normalcy, it's getting back a little bit, but you know, staying away six feet, got to keep doing that stuff, staying on track, and uh, you know, thinking brighter things are going to come and happen. And, and I, it's looking good. But uh, with these forest fires going now, we, we can't uh, win for losing right now in California, but. You know, heart goes out to all those people who are having to evacuate, and, uh, and you know, hopefully they stay safe. Yeah, well, you're 100% right about that. I mean, it's been interesting for me. I'm a Midwest guy, and, you know, you're from Canada, but you've been here long enough to experience things of these natures. But, my gosh, you, you, you talk about it right there, and that's one thing that not a lot of people think about when you're talking about these forest fires is people's homes are in jeopardy. And I remember last year hearing about uh, a lot of people's residences going down in those forest fires. So uh, it's definitely a tragic event, but hopefully Everybody can pull out okay with that that nature, and uh, it's it's kind of the hand that we're dealt here in California, right? Yeah, it's that hand, but you know you got to think on the bright side too, uh, where they get to be. Hopefully, they got a TV on and they've uh, gotten lucky and gotten to watch some of these hockey games because you know you talk about the Lightning game when they go up on Game One, you go up eight two. And you take a win like that, you want a team to come back and say, it doesn't matter, you get beat 3-2 or 8-2, it's just a loss in the playoffs. Well, when you take a loss 2-1, uh, that one really hurts, and the Lightning got the stranglehold now. And you're right about that. It was it was really close. The Islanders were just holding on to try to stave off Tampa. And one thing I mentioned earlier is that was a game that was very physical. And Gauls fans might remember this name, Luke Shen. Uh, he was engaged in a fight in Game 2 against the Islanders, and he provides that physical presence that we saw, and dare I say, a very underrated player when he came through here in San Diego. Yeah, underrated, but we loved watching him play, and you can tell he was always a teacher out there. And what he is, he's a consummate team hockey player, and you look at the Lightning the last couple of years, not making the long run in the playoffs, and the reason I believe they're a lot more team tough is a player just like him. When you have players that are going to stick up for everybody else, you can have all the talent in the world. You're not going to win every game. You've got to have that mixture. And with having him on that team, it brings that extra element to where, you know what, I stick candle a little bit better when I get an extra step out on that ice. 
one thing that we saw in the series previous with Tampa was Boston and that was a fun one to watch for goals fans. Boston has a lot of names that we recognize uh, here in San Diego and at Anaheim. I mean, you got guys like like Kasha that are playing, and it's. Uh, I mean, I could run down the list, but it would it would be a little exhausting. It's almost like the Boston Bruins or the former Anaheim Ducks over there. Well, that's a great thing when you get to watch the guys from uh, young, you know, rookies in the American Hockey League. And it's not just all the Gulls players either. It's, you know, players that are San Jose and Stockton that have, you know, made that jump, you know, that have uh, played for some big teams that have made a long run. And, and that's awfully nice to see, too. So not just the Gulls players, but a lot of different hockey players from around, around the American League are now putting their stamps on in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, you can look at, at some of the success stories that uh, have really hit home here in terms of American Hockey League. I mean, there's a lot of names that are stepping up. And if anybody follows the American Hockey League on Instagram, there is a daily post of what this player has done successfully in the American Hockey League. And then, again, like especially especially look at Dallas. I mean, they have so many guys that graduated from the Texas Stars and are now making a very big impact with Dallas. It's great to see. You can also look at Vegas, and I'm going to throw another goal's name out there. Theodore is playing for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, BJ, you watched him here. I didn't get a, the luxury of watching him play with San Diego, but you watched him, and there's another success story, a guy that's a key contributor to that team uh he skated like a figure skater and uh he looked like a forward but he was the first guy back on the fence and shea theodore you look at what he does in the nhl now he's taken it from the american hockey league and he's carried his talent and, and he's just a gem to watch out in the ice you know from guys like that and you talked about kasha i remember we're getting to watch him early on you know and he was like a seventh rounder in the nhl and again you know you don't have to be a first rounder Kasha came here as a young European, had trouble even speaking the language, and you look at him now playing for the Boston Bruins, and it's just his motor, and you know, there's a number of guys just like that, but it's really cool to see the guys develop. Do you got any cup guesses out of the Final Four? Uh, I got to stick with uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I I think I just like the way they're they're made up. And uh, from top to bottom, you know, having a little bit more grit right now. And I think the cards are just dealt in their their hands right now. It's where they're going to be in there up to nothing right now. I think they're easily the favorite. My early favorite was Tampa, Colorado. I might have mentioned that on the podcast, but uh, I, I do right now as we stand, obviously with Colorado out, I think Vegas will come out of the West. But I will say this. I think Tampa has to have Steven Stamkos back. I think they have to have him back in order to win a Stanley Cup. That's my opinion. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Well, anytime you have somebody of that caliber, you've got to be able to pick up the pieces, and they have, but getting him back will put them over the top. You know, the team captain, this is a guy you want as a hockey player in the locker room. You want him to be on the ice. It makes everybody else around you feel a lot more comfortable. And if they get him back, again, that's just another weapon. Well, this is, once the cup gets awarded, I I personally feel like that's step one for everything to move forward to the next season. And I'm not talking just NHL. I'm talking our league. I'm talking ECHL. I feel like you can get into the official offseason 
once that Stanley Cup's awarded. And I, I really, obviously that's true because you're going to have the draft. You're going to have free agency. You're finally going to have more hockey news. And it's, it's almost like we've been set back about five months where, you know, these things would generally happen in June and July, but it's going to happen in October and November. So, so be it. But that's kind of, I'm, I'm excited to watch the Stanley Cup final, but I'm also excited to see everything that happens following because it's going to impact us and it's going to impact the Ducks. So finally, we're going to start to have some news, and I'm really thrilled about that. Well, I, I'm glad you're starting to get a little selfish and wondering what's going to happen with us, right? Because I'm, I'm itching to get some live hockey myself, and you're right. When the Stanley Cup gets awarded, it's going to be a quick turnaround, and I think they're going to be in, on a, a better spot to get everything set up again. Again, next season's not going to be a, a long season. It's going to be cut short because it's going to be starting a lot later. But I, I think they're going to be able to set it up a, a lot better. And, you know, with everything that we've been going through, got a better idea. And, you know, hopefully further down the line, you know, and again, keep our fingers crossed. We hope there's some kind of uh, cure or, or anything, to, you know, that curve this pandemic we've been going through. Well, and, and don't forget, too, the, the Anaheim Ducks will have two first-round picks again, and that can greatly impact us here in San Diego. I mean, you look at some of these names that have came through, Sam Steele, Max Jones, two guys that were drafted in the same draft year, both first-round picks, both highly impactful, not on last, this past season, but their first season, and that was that team that went to the conference finals. So, you know, when you look at a draft and you might think, ah, oh, first-rounders, you know what, they're going to go right to Anaheim. Well, I think we all have learned here in San Diego that Bob Murray does it right, and BJ, you've seen it all five years. They make sure that these guys are groomed in the AHL before they rush them to the NHL, and this could be very exciting for us to sit and watch. We might not see the guys for three years, but it's still exciting. Yeah, and that's the right way. You look at the Dallas Stars, you talked about them, and they've had everybody come through the American League, and you got to pay your dues, and that's the way it was a long time ago when I was growing up. The Montreal Canadiens were known for that, and I think that's the reason the Ducks have their blueprint of you're going to play some time in the minors unless you're that kind of guy that's going to come out and get a point a game in the NHL which is very, very rare these days because the NHL is just so tight to play at. You're going to pay your dues, and you're going to get you know, fine-tuned for the NHL. Well, I'm gonna, we'll step aside from hockey, and I'm going to talk real life here. And, and this question was actually posed to me very recently because, let's, let's face it, the true summer months have passed. You know, you're through June, July, August. We're in September now. And the question was asked to me, what, what did – the quarantine or what did the past few months bring to you in a positive way and, it, and if I'm putting you on the spot I can go first because I initially had a good knee-jerk reaction so I'll ask that question to you and if you want me to go first I will BJ no it's an easy one for me because what it did is it brought you know my wife and two daughters uh, we we were together so much that I was getting ready to get sick of them, but what happened was, in turn, they just got sick of me. <laughs> and so I, I got, a, you know, joking around about that, but it was, you know, hanging out with my two daughters and uh, on a daily basis there for a few months and, uh, you know, just waking up every morning and going through our daily routine of a long walk, you know, and uh, my, my kids play a lot of ball. We were playing a lot of catch, and my wife was getting into it, and, you know, her being a hairdresser and her, been at a business as well and, you know, just got back to uh, getting back to work. 
we were together, and uh, I, I wouldn't have traded that back again. I, I would have to say, for me, it was my ability to explore the city. Now, granted, yes, things were shut down, but I, like you said, I went on a lot of walks, and, and I went for a long time. Like, I would go out for maybe one hour, two hours a day and, you know, walk through Gaslamp, walk to East Village and Little Italy and uh, some of those walkable areas in North Park as well. And I also explored beaches and was able to expand my horizon and go to nice fine dining when they were opened outside. I, I think that was another good thing that I was able to explore. And when I look back at it, that was one thing, BJ, that you and I would not have had the luxury of doing because let's face the facts. This team was going to go far in the playoffs. I, I firmly believe that. And the Gulls would have went far. That would have taken maybe into June again. And then maybe yep. two weeks of you know just resting, relaxing. I would have went home for two weeks back in St. Louis, came back, and we're already back for the rookie tournament. We're back for camp, and then we're off and running again for another season. So for my perspective, I don't really have a whole lot, of, and I didn't have a whole lot of time last summer to explore the city. So for me, that's one thing I'm grateful of. I mean, you've been here long enough to where you've had the opportunity to do it. But I think this this offseason and, and this quarantine, I think I had that luxury of doing that. Oh, that's pretty cool. And, you know, what else is pretty cool since everything's getting back and turn around is how about them Padres, the way they're playing uh, baseball these days. I love turning the tube on and watching Tatis and Machado. Again, I've been here over 20 years, and in the 20 years, the Padres haven't been as good as they are now. And uh, I just wish the, the day we're going to get to go out to Petco and watch them live. But I, I, I love watching them on the on the TV. You're right. It's it's a little bittersweet because uh, you know me. I'm a very big baseball fan, and uh, I would just love to you know hop on the trolley. It drops you off right at Petco, and that's what I did. Seven With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Several, several times last summer when they were playing, and we all know they, they weren't uh, a playoff contending team but it was still fun to go down there and experience it and my gosh this team is what it looks to be is going to be exciting for several several years to come because of the acquisitions they made they're going to hang on to some of those guys so you're right that's another thing that's been positive is we all have the time to sit down and support our local teams and the Padres right now is the one that's running hard yeah and you're right they're going to be good for a few years and again uh, Tatis, he's the probably the number one ball player. You know, if you look around when ESPN's putting on the news right now, the Padres never got as much love as they do now. And last year when he went down, it seemed like the team went down. And they've just come together so much now. As uh, you got players, Hosmer's out right now, and you know that that's not too good. Hopefully, he comes back with the finger. And Lamette pitching the way he is, he's like an ace out there. And there's so many more players that are just picking it up or, and are having good seasons. And you know that's what you got to have for a team to make a good run. And you know, up two hours up the road, you got those pesky Dodgers. But I think those Padres going to take a good shot at them this year. I think so too. It's going to be fun to watch. And it's, again, it's going to be fun to watch the Cup Finals. Sports is rolling, and I love it. 
and we're going to roll soon too, hopefully. And that's the thing that I'm really looking for, just like you, BJ. I can't wait to get back and see those fans. And once we start getting to the draft and the free agency, that's when it's going to become a little bit more real. So really looking forward to that. And again, as always, BJ, great talking to you. Hey, thanks very much, Andy. Good talking to you too, buddy. Well, last edition of our goals cast, we talked to a former captain, Jacob Magna. We're talking to last year's captain, Sam Carrick. It's great to talk to you again. How have you been since we talked to you? Because last time I spoke with you, it was a Zoom call. It was right when all of this began. And I'm sure there's been a lot that's changed in your life since. Yeah, well, first of all, good to hear from you as well. Um, I've been very good. Thank you. Uh, just hanging out at home here, just north of Toronto in Canada. And um, yeah, I know it has been a while. I think the last time we talked, it was still, there was still, it was still snowing a little bit here. So it's been a really, really beautiful summer here. Lots of great weather. Um, so I'm happy in that sense. And, you know, it's, uh, I've got to spend a ton of time with my uh, little one-year-old as well. So um, you know, it's, it's been awesome for me. Um, but, uh, you know, at this point I, I'm definitely, uh, you know, missing, uh, missing the game and missing being around my teammates and, uh, you know, I'm ready to, uh, you know, kick things back into motion here. Well, one thing that it comes across my mind is how you guys are handling this off season. And obviously the ducks weren't involved and in the return to play and coming back and being in the qualifying round. So, you basically, once the AHL and NHL decided their stipulations and then the AHL's into season, did you take an off season? Did you take a few weeks or were you always finding, trying to find a sheet of ice? Like how were you handling this to either A, stay in shape or, or B, give your body a break for a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I definitely gave my body a good break. I think, uh, you know, not that I'm old or anything like that, but, you know, I've been playing professional hockey now for uh, eight seasons or so. So my body's starting to, uh, you know, it's starting to feel the effects of, uh, you know, the grueling seasons. And for me, um, the first month or so, for sure, um, I didn't do much. I, uh, I, I rested. Um, I let my, myself heal because there were, you know, nothing major, but uh, little aches and pains that, uh, that just take time to go away. So, um, I, that was great to, uh, to kind of recover and, you know, not only physically, but mentally as well. Um, so once that kind of, um, happened and I, I kind of got to a little bit of a groove there, um, you know, I, I started to realize that, okay, I need to start, uh, doing something and start getting my body back and, and moving. So, um, it was easy to kind of sit around all day and do nothing, but, you know, at a certain point, um, you know, I needed to start, uh, you know, kick myself into gear. So started doing little things at home, um, little workouts that, uh, the ducks and the gulls were, were sending me. And then, um, you know, it, it, it was tough because at, at the same time, it's, you know, it's not a normal summer. Um, it's a lot easier when it's, uh, when you, when you're able to go to the gym, um, see a trainer and, and do the normal stuff that you do. Um, but when you're doing it on yourself, it, it can be tough to, uh, to motivate, to be, to be honest. So, um, you know, I had to battle through that a little bit and once I kind of got into a groove and I started to see myself improving, then it, then it was easy. Then it was more just, uh, you know, waking up every day, getting something done in the morning, um, getting back to eating properly and, uh, you know, just trying to get my body back, back into, you know, a good physical, physical condition. And, um, here we are in September now and, uh, I've been doing it for, for a while now and, 
um, you know, I, I feel good. I feel like I'm in really good shape. Well, you kind of hit it on the nose right there about the, the self-resiliency and uh, self-motivation. As a leader, do you reach out to some of the younger guys and just keep tabs on them and say, hey, you know, how you doing? Do you, do you need anything? Like, you know, keep keep going during the off season right now? Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, we, we keep in touch. I'm, not, I'm no uh, physical trainer, so I, I don't really give advice in that uh, you know i think at this stage everyone's got their their personal trainers that they use in the summer and, and and those are the guys that we should be listening to because they went to school for it and all that so uh but I, i'm just here for yeah support um you know especially early on um you know we we're just trying to figure out what was going on if we were going to finish the season or not um yeah it, it's it's uncharted territory for everyone so um you know, it, really, there is not much to be said other than, you know, because no one really knew anything about what was going to happen. So, um, you know, it, it was it was tough to kind of just suddenly go from seeing the guys on the team every day to, OK, now we have to stay away from each other. And guys started going home and you know, I haven't seen them since then. So um, it sucks. Um, but, you know, it's just the way things are, I guess. And um, at this point, you know, we're just looking forward to next season. Yeah, and uh, congratulations, too, on signing the one-year contract extension. I, I know that you. you've thrown praise left and right at Anaheim, and, and rightfully so, and, and in San Diego. But just another year to come back. It's got to be relieving, A, to get that out of the way. And then, B, just to come back to this setting and a, a culture that you have you have led yourself and you know so very well. Yeah, exactly. I, I just I love it there. You know, I, I can't say enough good things about um, the city, the, the whole organization, and, and just how I've been treated there since the first day that I got traded there. Really, um, you know, I, I went from a, a tough situation where I was before. Um, you know, we were uh, we were out of the playoffs on a, on a team in Rockford where um, it's just no fun uh, in that situation, and, and uh, I wasn't expecting a trade or anything like that. Um, and then it kind of happened out of the blue and, you know, all of a sudden San Diego trades for me and, uh, it was like a, you know, just a huge spark in, in my, uh, in my career and, uh, in my, in my life as well. Um, so ever since that moment, I've just been treated just unbelievably there. And, you know, I, I I'm so happy that I've been able to play four season and, and going into my fifth year now, um, you know, it's pretty, uh, unbelievable and pretty surreal, but. Um, you know, it's not something that I take for granted. That's for sure. You know, I, I know I'm, I'm not going to play hockey forever. So I, I'm going to try to, you know, make the most of, out of this opportunity that I have. We're talking with Sam Carrick forward for the San Diego Gulls and Anaheim Ducks. You spent a few games up in Anaheim as well this past season. And uh, that experience, I'm sure another good one to add to your lengthy career that you've had. And Something that you're going to have a, a lot moving forward, but I want to touch a little bit more on a lighter note now with your Carrick Brothers Maple Syrup. I know your two brothers are on the forefront of that, but love to get the, the backstory of everything with that. And uh, Can you just give enlighten us on, on how it all began? I'm sure that that's not an easy process to get a, a business going like this and start selling a product like that. No, no especially not a pandemic, but... Um... Yeah, so so I guess we can go back to uh, well, when I was a kid, uh, my grandparents um, owned a farm, which my parents now now live in, um, and we used to go up there uh, every spring. And my uh, my grand my grandfather would uh, tap about uh, two hundred or so maple trees, and uh, you know it was kind of like a fun activity where we'd go up there and we'd help 
collect the, uh, the, the sap, which were in these buckets, kind of like the old school way where um, you take a tractor around, you know, the, a trail of all, you know, big mature maple trees and, and you collect this sap in the buckets and you put it all into a big tank and a tractor and then you take it back to uh, call it the sugar house and, uh, you know, you start to boil it. And it, it's a, just a fun, you know, outdoor thing to do in, in the springtime when, when the weather's starting to get warm, but it's still kind of cool out. Usually there's still some snow. And, you know, those are some of my, my favorite memories of, of my grandfather for sure um, of him, you know, just hanging out with him and, and helping him do that. Um, now, fast forward, uh, you know, to a few years ago, my parents took over the, the farm and, and they continued that tradition um, of, you know, bringing in the sap still, you know, around 200 trees or so. And I think that really resonated with uh, my brothers for sure. Um, they, they don't play hockey right now. So they went to school, um, got their degrees in business. And, um, you know, an opportunity arose where there was a, an existing maple syrup farm for sale just north of us, a couple hours north of us. Um, and, and they kind of hopped on it and, you know, with, uh, with a little bit of help, uh, they, you know, they gathered some money together and, and purchased this maple syrup farm that was already in operation. And, um, you know, like I said, there was 200 trees that my grandpa used to do and, and they bought a farm that had 23,000 trees that were already tapped and, and ready to go. So, pretty big operation and uh that was the first uh, this this was the first year the first half 2020 and you know they're, they're starting to sell it this summer so it's been been quite the ride so far well that's that's pretty awesome and it's your brothers jake and josh correct that are doing it yeah yeah so jake's my oldest brother um and josh is my youngest and uh they were the two ones that went up there they, they, they put in a lot of hard work uh throughout the winter getting the place ready and then uh, a lot of hard work in the spring, um, you know, a lot of long days for them, you know, 18, 19, 20 hour days sometimes, um, you know, collecting sap and boiling it. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's only, there's such a short window for, for when the sap runs through these maple trees. It, it's, it's really, you know, sometimes it's only a few weeks, you know, two, three, four weeks. Um, basically, it's, it's when the, the weather is above freezing during the day and then below freezing at night. That's when the sap's going to run. So um you know they had they had a lot of long days in that little time frame where they were rushing but you know that they, they just they have a ton of syrup so it was a really good haul how many bottles do you go through now that this this is in production i'm sure that you got to have pancakes but you got to keep your diet in mind too though right <laughs> right yeah and, and that's the thing like a, a lot of people think you know pancakes are are the only thing you eat maple syrup with but I don't even really eat pancakes. I, I do a lot of cooking with my maple syrup. You know, I, I put it on, uh, I'll marinate it, uh, my marinate chicken and maple syrup and, and, you know, hot peppers or something. And, you know, I, I, I do that, a lot of that kind of stuff where um, things you probably wouldn't think of. Um, it is great on ice cream too once in a while. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I, I have been going through quite a bit. But, uh, you know what, it's not like it's uh, super unhealthy for you. Maple syrup has a lot of good, Good ingredients in it that uh, that uh, that could actually be very good for you. You you got my interest peaked now with with your cooking and what you use it with. What's your favorite meal to use maple syrup with? Probably ribs um, to uh, to marinate the the ribs in syrup. Um, you know, a lot of times people will use brown sugar for something like that, but I, I find that if I substitute maple syrup for that, um, it tastes a lot better. 
Um, but yeah, a, a lot of, you know, pork really, really goes well with it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, pretty much, uh, any, any meats or a lot of vegetables too. Carrots, you know, maple syrup and carrots is awesome. Mm, so, I've had that, um, yeah. it pretty much eat it with, uh, you know, at least one meal a day. There you go. How can fans purchase this syrup? Uh, com. Super simple website. You go on there, you, you load up your cart with whatever you want. And we have some uh, apparel too. Um, different size bottles and uh, you can even buy cases if you want. And now we're shipping to uh, all over Canada and all over the, the United States. So super easy. That's awesome to hear. We're talking with Sam Carrick, and uh, the NHL's back in play, and right now we're we're getting closer and closer to awarding the Stanley Cup, and one thing that, man, maybe you and I didn't think was possible in March, so a big kudos to the NHL for getting getting this done, and obviously the right way, because the bubble is clearly provided that uh, there is no cases out of the thousands and thousands of tests they've done. How close of an eye have you kept on, on the action so far? Yeah, um, you know, pretty close, especially early on. Um, you know, I, I, I was very, uh, you know, I was watching a lot of games, um, probably just because I, you know, I, I missed watching sports and I missed watching hockey. And, um, you know, it was, it was pretty exciting for sure. Um, I, I agree with you. They, they did uh, the best job that they possibly could have done with it. Um, you know, obviously it, it sucks. And we all miss the playoff atmosphere of having fans, but, I mean, hey, like they, they put a, a great product on, on the ice, and um, it's a, it's been a great show. Um, you know, I I can't uh, say enough good things about the job that they've done there. I think uh, it's kind of have us have us all itching to uh, get things back to normal and get some fans in the stands and uh, start playing some, some hockey. Do you have any any favorites that you think could win the cup? Or are you more rooting for individuals and friends of yours? Uh you know, I, I wouldn't say I have any favorites. I, there are some teams that I like to watch. I, I like watching uh, Colorado right now, even though it kind of sucks because they've been play, playing pretty late. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've more just been watching the highlights the next morning. Um, you know, you, you can tell, you know, there's there's some teams, uh, you know, the teams that uh, that are coached super well, that uh, play a super tight structure, a team like the Islanders. Um, they're doing super well. Um even though it might not be the most exciting hockey to watch, um, you know they're, they're super successful with it. And um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see what happens because there, there's teams with uh, you know a lot of offensive flair like Dallas and Colorado. Who uh, you know one of those teams is going to win that series, and and they're going to go on to play a, a tight defensive team. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, you know what kind of style of play comes out on top. So that's all I got with Sam Carrick. Sam, I really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot for joining us on the Goals Cast. All right, no problem, and uh, take care, and hope to see you around soon. Well, as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, the next two episodes we're going to run down through, of course, the Cup Final and the rest of the NHL postseason, and then we will dive hard into the NHL draft, the NHL free agency, and we'll get closer to the start of the American Hockey League season. So some exciting news coming up around the corner. I am absolutely thrilled thrilled that you were able to listen to this edition yet once more a big thank you to bj mcpherson sam carrick my name is andy zilch looking forward to seeing the fans soon we have a targeted date we hopefully can get hockey up and running yet once again for the american hockey league this has been a presentation of san diego gulls hockey With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.